Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's special episode, we figure out the most controversial personal finance debate in the world. Should you prepare yourself to buy a house or are you better off renting it forever? The format of today's episode is a little experimental and the insights thought provoking. So without further delay, let's get started. Indians love real estate. That's a fact. A Jefferies report from 2023 pointed out that over 50% of India's household wealth is tied up in property. That means if you're around the age of 30, you will probably hear the inevitable question from your extended family, "When are you going to buy a home?" That's a loaded question. So today we're going to try and answer that. We'll wade into the most controversial personal finance debate in the world, buy versus rent. To understand the debate better, let's hear a conversation between Rahul and his aunt. Rahul is a 33-year-old IT professional who rents a place in Bengaluru and his aunt wants him to buy a house. We'll listen to what they have to say and throw in our thoughts in between. Let's see how it pans out. Beta, when are you going to buy a home? We'll see, auntie. I don't think I'm ready for such a big financial commitment. I don't want to worry about paying a massive EMI for the next 30 years. I have more peace of mind without the burden. See, Rahul realizes that a massive loan will hang over his head like the sword of Damocles and every decision he makes in life will be centered around that if he wants to take the plunge into entrepreneurship or take a break from work and enjoy what life has to offer maybe even study further but the aunt persists but it's a matter of pride how else can you show the world that you've made it in life this is the biggest thing it shows that you're climbing the ladder look at your friends they're already buying such nice homes but i've already set goals for myself and i want to live my life as per my timelines it doesn't bother me what others are doing ouch the jibe about friends buying homes can be hard to swallow peer pressure is real after all and the only way to not fall prey to this is to take some time out and write down your goals first figure out what matters most to you and then use that as your guiding light to forge ahead Now at this point the aunt might say something like Okay but you're throwing away 100% of your money on rent you're not building an asset by staying on rent so think of a house as an investment remember land is finite but people will always want houses so prices will never go down look at Sharma uncle or Gupta aunty they all bought land in the 90s and look how much it's worth now But what if i buy a house and then change jobs My new office could be at the other end of Bengaluru. I might have to spend 2 hours in traffic just to get there. If I'm renting, I can just pack my things and move. It's that easy. See what Rahul did there? He sidestepped the investment argument, and that usually happens because most of us don't know folks who have lost money buying real estate. But next time someone says, "I bought a house for 10 lakh rupees in 1990 and now it's worth 1.5 crore rupees." Just do the math. You will find the annual return in this case is only 8.3%. But the aunt has another counterpoint. But if you love flexibility so much you can let it out on rent no it's still an investment. But if I spend 1 crore on a house what do you think my monthly rent will be? Around 30000? Firstly my return or rental yield is only around 3.5%. Secondly it won't even cover my EMI amount. So I'll have to pay rent at the new place and an EMI too. Seems pretty pointless to me. Okay, one thing to note here is that Rahul's property should still hopefully appreciate in value over time so he can make a decent chunk of money when he sells. And with this, Rahul is winning the argument and the aunt doesn't know what to say next. 
But hold on, you've obviously sensed a bit of our bias coming in here, haven't you? You can sense that we are camping with the renters and you're thinking now, Finshots isn't giving the true picture. So let's crunch some numbers, shall we? After all, numbers don't lie. Let's start with two individuals, Maya and Tara, who live in Bengaluru. Maya's got her eyes on a two-bedroom apartment in a good locality. It's ready to occupy and it will set her back 1 crore rupees. It's a reasonable distance from her workplace as well, so she's happy about that. She has saved up to 20 lakh rupees which will be put towards the down payment and she heads to the bank to choose a loan. Now she's given two options. Number 1, a floating rate of 8%. This fluctuates based on the rates set by the central bank. If it slashes, Maya benefits because her EMI can drop, but if the central bank raises rates, Maya will have to shell out more. It's dynamic. Number 2, a fixed rate of 12%. This remains fixed for the entire term. It is usually higher than floating because the bank believes it's taking a risk by giving you a static rate. Anything can change in the economy over time, right? Anyway, Maya thinks the 12% rate is too high, so she picks the 8% floating rate. She thinks over 20 years it might go up and down, but she'll get an average of 8%. That works for her. The bank tells her that the EMI works out to nearly 67,000 rupees a month. She thinks that's manageable. While her friend Tara finds a two-bedroom apartment in the same complex and she decides to rent it. She pays 30,000 rupees including maintenance for the society. Tara's game plan is simple. She will invest the difference between what an EMI would cost her and the rent she pays. She will watch that money grow and she will use that to finally buy a home for retirement. Who do you think will fare better? Okay, wait. We'll give you some more assumptions. Number 1, the value of Maya's home grows at 6% every year for 20 years. We took 6% since that seems to be the average growth of housing in India over two decades as per Crisil. Number 2, Tara's landlord increases the rent by 5% every year, and number 3, Tara earns 12% return on her investment. And guess what? Tara's renting strategy seems to win. That is, if you make a simple comparison, you take the growth in the value of Tara's investments and adjust it against the rent she has paid and the amount invested over 20 years, and in Maya's case, you take the appreciation in the value of her house and adjust it against the loan repayment for over 20 years to the bank. But hey, These are just based on our assumptions. You will get different answers if you run the numbers yourself. And we've created a spreadsheet just for you, the link of which is in the description below. Play around with it and as long as your assumptions aren't wild, you will get a fairly accurate answer to your burning question, rent or buy. And here's one thumb rule that is usually talked about with respect to this debate. If the rent you pay is almost the same as the EMI, it's time to buy a house. Seems like a sensible thumb rule, right? And if you simply look at the numbers it's likely to be true because it doesn't leave room for investing any surplus but just think about this based on the Maya versus Tara debate if Tara were to pay nearly 67000 rupees as rent for a two bedroom apartment she would probably get a much bigger and swankier house than Maya in a better locality even so her quality of life could be higher and maybe much more enjoyable that's something the thumb rule won't take into account and before we end here's a bonus tip Here's one reason to buy a house as Morgan Housel put it. Quote, 
Housing isn't a great investment, but for most people, it's the best investment they will ever make because it's the only asset they will leave alone and let compound for 10, 20, 30 years, unquote. Basically, if you don't have the discipline to actually invest the amount you save by not paying an EMI and have many heart attacks each time there's a stock market crash, it's a problem. Eventually, you will panic and withdraw your money and delay investing again. You will never create wealth that way. Maybe a house as an investment is a better fit for you in that case. So yes, you can see it's not always black and white when it comes to this important decision. And that's all that we wanted to tell you in this episode. We love to know where you stand on this buy versus rent debate. Tell us by writing to us on the email ID money at the rate finshots.in. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And if you want to share your feedback or suggestions, do drop us an email to hi at the rate finshots.in. Until next time.